You obviously know Kung Fu. Hi, this is Time Out, star of The Last Dragon and the upcoming film Master. You're listening to the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> My very special guest today is a gentleman who helped shape a generation in an era that saw the rise of MTV and the fall of the Berlin Wall, an era of shoulder pads and acid wash. He is the one and only Bruce Leroy Timok. Timok, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast today. Thanks for having me. Oh man, believe me, the pleasure and gratitude are all mine. Like I was saying before we went live, you were a very influential part of my generation. You're a martial artist, stuntman, choreographer, writer... You're internationally known, you're probably known throughout the microphone as well, but that's just a short list. Now for my younger listeners, can you give us an idea of where this whole journey began for you? What's your background and how and when did martial arts become such a defining part of your life? Well, kind of was driven by abuse. I hate to say it, but it's true as a kid. And bullying. And uh, unconsciously, I just needed to fight back. My uh, father knew that I uh, that he he didn't want me picked on because my father was picked on when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. So he put me and my little brother in martial arts when we were really little, like six years old. And uh, over the years, I fell into competition and enjoyed fighting. But that that kind of was you know driven by that whole abuse thing. Mm-hmm. But I really just loved the whole spiritual side and. Uh, of course, all the martial arts superheroes like Bruce Lee and Tony Chiba and all the Shaw brothers and all that. Sure. Obviously, I was a Kung Fu film fan myself growing up, so I understand appreciating the hero aspect of those guys. I appreciated their physicality and the mystical spirituality of it all. Now, what martial arts styles did you study, and are you still continuing to study new styles even today? Yeah, well, I, I studied uh, karate when I was a kid. My father's best friend, uh, Master Gerald Arnold. He was a, a karate uh, teacher, and then as I got older, I kind of fell into this uh, kind of like kids community center, and they had uh, Aikido there. But I wanted to be able to kick because I saw Bruce Lee, and he was kicking a lot. Right. So I ended up staying with Taekwondo for quite a while. I was competing in Taekwondo, then. Did some more karate and then ended up with Ron Van Cleef and the Chinese Goju, which is an eclectic style, a mix of uh, Muay Thai, Wing Chun, Aikijutsu, and karate. So it was like a real mix style. And over the years, I trained with different, you know, masters and everywhere from Japan and then uh, a Shaolin monk. And me and Billy Blanks used to train together before his whole Taibo escapade. And uh, I trained. Marcelo Garcia was in jiu-jitsu, and I'm a purple belt there. I had to stop. I had a, a injury that I'm just seeing over now. It was a long, bad ride, but uh, I should be 100% in the next few months. Great. And you're continuing to train every day still? Of course, yeah. I mean, uh, training's different now. Uh, 
when I was younger, I used to train all day. Now I don't need to. I just uh, it's more concentrated. And it's, mm-hmm. You know, about building the and uh, it's different. It's more technical. Right. Now, with all the accomplishments that I listed earlier, I left out one thing, and I don't mean it facetiously at all. That's cultural icon, because for an entire generation of fans, there was one and only one true answer to the question, who's the master? Now, it's 32 years on, but still your classic film, The Last Dragon, can inspire an appreciation of martial arts. It can reignite the nostalgia for the kung fu classics from the 70s and 80s. So what is it like for you to wake up every day knowing that you were a part of such an enduring and influential legacy? You know, I wake up day, every day just, you know, pretty thankful about being a star of this film and the projects I worked on afterwards. It's kind of an honor. You know, it is an honor. You know, there's uh, people responding so strongly for so long, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm uh, very, uh, you know, I'm honored. Uh, people... <laughs> It me very good energy wherever I go. It's, it's a blessing to have that. You know? I mean, you can't, who can wake up in the morning and then uh, get that type of response from a film they did when they were 19? You know? Right, right. Now, I recently spoke with one of your co-stars from that film, Ernie Reyes Jr., and I asked him the same question. You know, I asked him if he ever gets tired of talking to fans of the film, and he said, in essence, that it never gets old because, like you, he's honored that it still means so much to so many. But uh, as the face of the film, Honestly, are there ever any days where you wake up and say, you know, if one more person asks me who's the master, I'm just going to slap the glow out of his mouth? <laughs> um, my friends, though. Yeah, I, uh, I love my fans, you know. I love them very much. Right. Yeah. I know it's corny, but it's true. <laughs> and your fans love you, too, but I'm sure you know that. The Last Dragon still holds a special place for many of us. Now, I'm still a fan, and when I heard about Master, I was really excited to see what might come along with that. But back to The Last Dragon for just one more second. You went from obscurity to your first film role, and it was a lead role at that. And you kind of had to learn the craft of acting on set day by day. What was that like? I mean, was that a tough thing to do? Because, I mean, you had the martial arts background already, so that wasn't going to be an issue. But the acting part of it? And working with the most beautiful girl on the planet, that was <laughs> Yeah, that could be a little intimidating, I'm sure. All at once. And then Barry Gordy trying to coach me along the way every day, showing up, staying in character, picking fights with me. <clears throat> um, all kinds of uh, guys that wanted the role hating on me and jealous. It was, it was, it was crazy. Crazy. Because <laughs> everybody had that role, you know? Right. Yeah. It was, it was, I don't know how I survived. Uh, but I, I did. Uh, yeah, it was it was very very uh, challenging. Uh, but I I had many years of training in the theaters on Forty Second Street, the right. worst area in the world. When I was a kid, that was the only place to see martial arts movies, mm-hmm. and it was worst block in in the country. And uh, actually, the theater scene that we shot in. And the last dragon. I used to go to that theater when I was uh, 14 and watch movies. Wow. You know, and but that's kind of how I I kind of took from that to drive me into this role of this Leroy, You know, and then I had an acting coach and Barry Gordy was there all the time. You know. That's a cool story. Now I'm not a martial artist myself. I'm going to try and learn it despite my age. But I always appreciated seeing real martial arts on screen, or at least really convincing martial arts. And I think savvier fans can tell when an actor is hiding behind camera angles or 
poor lighting or choppy editing, or if they're the real deal. Now, because of your training, you are always the real deal. So I'm curious as to your take on the state of martial arts on screen today, because we actually do have a good bit of stuff to get excited about on screen. There's Into the Badlands. There's talk of a potential reboot of the Kung Fu TV franchise. We even see some martial arts and things like Daredevil and Iron Fist. So what do you think? You think it's a good time to be a fan of the Kung Fu genre? It's always a good time. I mean, uh, people love martial arts and when it's authentic and entertaining. Right. And I have to now end in the chain. Uh, then uh, people, even that people that like yourself who haven't been a trained martial artist, still enjoy it. You know, right? Uh, it's it's like watching a great dance, except it's uh, you know it's a violent dance, but it's like watching a dance. And who doesn't like seeing beautiful dance? Agreed. Yeah, and one of the things that was so appealing to me as a kid about those Shaw Brothers and Golden Harvest classics was was watching these guys who obviously knew their craft and had perfected their skills. And you could see them do it all right there in real time, you know, performing these amazing feats with their bodies. Uh, that kind of stuff was mind-blowing because those guys were, were the superheroes of my day, and here they were doing it for real, which was what inspired me to want to learn more about martial arts and had to have had an impact on you as well, right? Yeah, that's what I was alluding to before, how I used to go to the movie theaters because they only had, uh, they, they didn't have a way of watching kung fu films uh, at all. It wasn't on TV when I was a kid. And because back then, the violence, you know, they were really, you know, strong with uh, the rating. So um, they played it on 42nd Street. Porn movies and martial arts movies. And now there's two the porn. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Let's move off of the porn because that's weird. But um, the whole kung fu film genre is going to get a big shot in the arm if you can bring your project to the mix. It's appropriately titled Master, and as a fan, I'm definitely excited by the concept. So, I'm giving you the floor. Tell me everything you can about this project. How did it come about? Where is it in the process? And what can we fans expect? Well, you know, the, you know, the, after, the end of The Last Dragon it was left with uh, my younger brother uh, telling his friend that was making fun of me. He said, you know, he's no porn ball. He's a master. That's kind of... Uh, this isn't a follow-up to The Last Dragon, but uh, the character has many of the similar, similar qualities, except more mature. You know, Master is a martial arts epic that's set in ancient China during the Mongolian period. And back then, the tribal, all the tribes used to come into other tribes and just steal uh, women, you know, take and kill men and use people as slaves. So my character gets kidnapped as a baby from a Persian African family and raised in a Chinese military family. And the leader, Yiki, uh, you know, he, he wants to raise me as a martial artist and to, to captain his his tribe. And he plays around with the, the second in command named Han Lu and says they'll call him master, you know. So long story short, there's a traitor in, in our tribe that ends up killing uh, our master. I'm sorry, he doesn't kill me. Kill <laughs> my father, my Chinese. Okay. Yeah, that would be kind of a short movie. Yeah, he kills my father, and uh, and this is, of course, traumatic for me. And I set on a journey to find my biological parents. And there's a character in the film that wants to stop it because he doesn't want anybody to find out where I originally came from and who took him from his, his family. So he's being hunted down 
as he's trying to hunt down his mother and father, his biological mother and father. And there's a lot of ancient wisdom because his, his Chinese father comes to him in, in uh, dreams and, uh, with, you know, Confucianism, Buddhism, Taoism, uh, you know, Zen, all that, you know, and uh, just, just uh, you learn a lot. You know, it's very entertaining. The martial arts is going to be amazing. And uh, I, I think that uh, this, this would be, be a game changer in the martial arts world and uh, film. Uh, yeah, that's the story. That's exciting. And it sounds like a really cool story. Now, all I've seen so far are the stills that you've released. And uh, the costume you're wearing looks amazing. And the fact that it's going to be a period piece is also very cool. And, uh, of course, I'm looking forward to the martial arts. Well, it's all test footage. That's not even the real stuff, you know. I'm a campaign to raise the, the money to really get, really get into it. Wow, that's awesome. And like I was just saying, I'm sure the martial arts will be completely on point, which I think is going to be a big deal, especially for those of us who enjoy watching the real thing on screen. So it's going to be really cool watching you do your thing again. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't wait and work with uh, some other amazing actors. And, you know, I, my goal is to have an Oscar-winning martial arts film. You know, it's, uh, it's really about the story and the acting. I want the film to be very compelling. And that's all about choosing the casting and the director, you know. Uh, that's what will stop the problem. Yeah. Right. So where is it right now in the process? Are you still doing test footage right now? No, we, we did we did that, and now it's all about raising the funds. So uh, IW Group, uh, Kelly Wong and staff, uh, they connected with me, and then Alamo Draft House, which I've been doing appearances at, right. uh, they, they Kelly reached out to them, and they set up this tour, uh, that goes to four cities and, and five cities in Texas because they come from, originally from Texas. The flag right. is in that. So I'll be right now going. I just yes, not the day before yesterday, went to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. It was actually I'm in Chandler, Arizona. It was great. Derek Dodd over there had a, 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 a theater there, the Alamo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Great, you know, and, and that's the beginning of getting the word out to the fans that we have this Indiegogo campaign that's going to help us make an amazing trailer that will then take to the next stage into enticing a director and more financing and so forth to get the film in. Um, so we're going to uh, Dallas, uh, we're going to Kansas City, Nebraska, Denver, and then four other cities in Texas. And then, of course, there'll be other places that might pop up that want to, uh, you know, IW Group, the marketing company, wants to continue. So we raised the $75,000. There's obviously rewards that you're going to get. Everything from autographed pictures, autographed autobiography. There's a reward there, you know. And um, Supermaster, me in costume um, for the character. All kinds of rewards. Even teaching. I'll be teaching... uh, a lesson and stuff like that. So there's many cool rewards for their contribution. That's some cool stuff there. Uh, I'm going to definitely put that link to the Indiegogo campaign in the show notes. So if you're so moved, you can go find the link there and help bring this thing to life. Um, the nice thing about technology nowadays is that uh, everybody has the power to bring their visions to life, even with just their phone, if that's all they have, and you know, not to have to rely on the system, which is kind of what you're doing with Master. Obviously, you've put a lot of your heart and soul into this, and You've also put a lot of your thought and philosophies into your autobiography, Timok, The Last Dragon. It's been out for a while now, and some fans have called it uplifting and inspirational. 
all my embarrassing moments in 300 pages. <laughs> sure, some embarrassing moments, of course. But you also touch on some deep issues like uh, racism and bullying. And a lot of that is important to me personally. I'm Filipino, so I have experienced racism and bullying. So that resonated with me for sure. Now, Hollywood isn't exactly being portrayed in a, the best light nowadays. So do you find you're still dealing with that kind of thing today or is it getting better? Um, you know, I, I live in a bubble in a way. Uh, I grew, I'm black and Italian. I grew up in Europe and New York. And, uh, you know, I just take people who, who they behave with me, you know, how they behave. And uh, I know history out there, racism, and there's a, it's, 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 you know, there's always going to be that because people are tribal, you know, they, they feel comfortable in, inside their own uh, group and culture, and, and uh, people are insecure by, by, most people are insecure, you know, so they're going to want to hold on to their identity through putting other people down, and find their weaknesses in the and, and be small and find the weaknesses in other people and then uh, exploit them. So that's always going to exist, you know. We're here on a spiritual journey, in my opinion. And until we can evolve it and, and, and get beyond our smallness, we're always going to be small. We're always going to have a small life. And we'll continue the cycle of ignorance and stupidity and, and uh, keep, you know, in, in that place. But... You know, I think as the human race, if we raise their consciousness, and, and it would be very uncomfortable for a lot of people, you know, um, you know, it would be uncomfortable. But, but yeah. that's, that's, that's how normally you gain something. It's like, you know, it's like if you go to the gym, you're not going to get comfortable and to get strong. You have to get uncomfortable to right. get strong. And that's how I see it. So I just see people for who they are. Uh, as a people, not their, their race. You know? I love I love people. That's a great positive outlook. Um, I'm a dad with three daughters, so bullying is something that I'm going to try and help them avoid if at all possible. But um, one of the ways that I'd like to do that is to encourage them to get involved in martial arts and self-defense, if only to instill that self-confidence and sense of empowerment. Now, having already encouraged so many to incorporate martial arts into their lives, what advice would you give to any youth today looking to get involved with martial arts? Well, uh, you know, it's usually the parents enrolling kids into the place, so the parents have to look for a teacher that's uh, strong and firm, yet very loving at the same time, because balance is up too. Um, technique is important, and, and of course, self-defense technique is ultimately, ultimately important. But so is safety, so it's those, all those things. And you see how the teacher works with the kids and how the kids interact with each other and that they're learning the basic skills as well as the ethics and, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, the parent has to look out for that. But, you know, training a kid, you know, if they don't necessarily have a passion for martial arts, then the parent should make sure that they're not pushing the kid uh, in the wrong area. You know, right. I mean, because sometimes you these parents live vicariously to the kids and want the kids to, it's just like soccer or any other sport, you know, you got to hone down your passions and, and think about the children. Yeah, of course. And uh, I certainly hope to be on the encouraging side. Um, okay. Something lighter. You ready to do a lightning round? Okay. Okay. It's a rapid fire Q and a, just the first thing that comes to your head. So guilty pleasure snack. Guilty pleasure snack. Uh, 
Oh, John, I've been so good. I've been so good. <laughs> of course you have. Okay, brownie. <laughs> nice, brownies. Okay, good. Uh, your go-to karaoke song. Uh, I forgot it. I forgot it. I forgot it. It was, it was really I don't do karaoke that much, but I had a friend that we were driving a long time, and, and I sent a song because he's very introverted. Yeah. I got him to sing. It's not Hunker Hunker, but, you know, it was one of those. And I was like, come on, sing it. And then this, he was really introverted, and he's driving, and he goes, okay. And he starts singing it and singing it. Uh, I think I, I forget which one it was. It was a song. song. I'm just saying we're singing it loud. It's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. We'll go with that. All right, your go-to dance move. Go-to dance move? Yeah. yeah dance moves now. I, I, I play this little niece, and it's like this little frog going, I don't know. I, I don't know about a new dance move. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, how about uh, Bruce Leroy versus Bruce Lee on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, Bruce Lee beats me at everything. <laughs> He, uh, yeah, he's, uh, that's my, my, yeah, my idolized episode. Don't start no fights with me. I would beat Conor McGregor in a dance, a dance <laughs> <episode. laughs> Sounds good. I think so. Are you hearing me, Conor? <laughs> oh, there's a challenge right there. Conor McGregor, you heard it. Uh, <laughs> all right, how about New York pizza versus California burritos? Come on. New York pizza. <laughs> of course. I just want to make sure. <laughs> All right. And the last question for the lightning round, and uh, I-, I will edit it out if you get it wrong, but what is your favorite podcast for Kung Fu and Martial Arts movies? Oh, Kung Fu Driving Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Thankfully, I don't have to delete that. <laughs> All right. Obviously, we want to get all this information out there to my listeners, so... Where can everybody go to find out more information about Master and about Timok in general? Yeah, you can go to uh, Facebook, backslash I am Timok, or Instagram, backslash I am Timok. And uh, if you can remember, the, uh, the the short code for the website is bitbit.ly backslash Timok Master, bit.ly backslash Timok Master. That's how to find it, and uh, I appreciate any contribution you can make. We're going to be working hard, and yeah, that's what's happening. Excellent. I will definitely leave that link in the show notes and share it around, and I'll personally be getting involved because this is one of those projects that, uh, because you were so influential to me growing up, and The Last Dragon was such a big part of my life, I want to see what Master is going to be all about, and honestly, I just I want to see what you can do with a project that means so much to you, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, and of course, best of luck. I hope everything happens for you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, and of course, again, big thanks for stopping by the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. It was an honor to speak with you. And uh, again, I wish you the best. Thanks, Jeff. Enjoy your day. All right, guys. So I got to say that was a really cool time for me as a fan to get to speak with Timok and hear about his new project, Master. So one more time, if you are so inclined, head on over to bit.ly slash timokmaster. That is bit.ly backslash timokmaster. And check out the Indiegogo campaign page to fund this film and get in on some of the cool patron rewards that Timok and IW Group have going on. Huge thanks to Timok for setting aside some time to talk with me. And thanks to Telly and Minji from IW Group. 
In the meantime, if you want to talk about anything Timeock had to say, hit me up on all the social media at Kung Fu Driving on Twitter, at Kung Fu Driving Podcast on Instagram, the Kung Fu Driving Podcast page on Facebook, or just email me at Kung Fu Driving at gmail.com. Shout out to The Castaways, a group of podcasts under The Castaways hashtag on Twitter that all put out some great shows covering everything from soda pop to pop culture and everything in between. If you're on Twitter, give them a look and a listen. Tell them that Kung Fu guy sent you. Until next time, Poison Clan. Peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Shaolin monks on their hands, running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless Aida roaming over the land Yeah, the little big soldier is older and wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars Fight for the cars, then pause, hear the applause Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good, but boards don't hit back Yeah, the death jewels here, Derek D is coming back The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster the child a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine But see Maggie show your spine off Golden Swallow has arrived Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight may as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black cut the vampires back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to so stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaolin and Man is style Yeah the Defeat the enemy and watch you run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claw See it's a game of death, yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China Counting the TikTok The Shogun Assassin Slashing blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop Balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill Better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow But she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms That's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter Against the walls No fear at all To kill them all There's always blood spilled When you head into a war Fearless Unleash the fist of legend that the car gently I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine